Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, and then looking at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode. And this one is a cryptid and a folklore episode. This week, we're looking at a creature that lives in a lake, and it's not the Loch Ness Monster. This week, we're looking at the Ogopogo. Long before the Europeans settled there, Lake Okanagan in Canada had a legend of a fearsome creature living in its depths. Possibly thousands of years old, the creature is revered by the Silix people. When European settlers came to the area, reports of the creature were recorded for the first time. The first of these recorded encounters was in 1855. John McDougall was crossing the lake with his horses tied behind the canoe he was in. The horses, without warning, were dragged below the surface of the water and the canoe began to go down with it. McDougall had to cut the ropes on the canoe to prevent himself from going down as well. The next documented encounter was in 1872 when the creature was actually seen. Susan Allison had been on the lake one day and when she came back she swore that she had seen a dinosaur in the lake. Then in 1914 a group of people from Nicola Valley and West Bank found an odd carcass near Rattlesnake Island. It weighed 400 pounds and was between 5 and 6 feet long. Most people believed the carcass to be a manatee but it was unclear how it would have gotten into Lake Okanagan. Some believe the carcass belonged to Ogopogo, but wasn't the whole carcass. Then in 1926, Ogopogo was spotted by 30 people at the same time. They watched as something huge swam below the surface. Every single witness later agreed that the monster they'd seen was Ogopogo, cementing the sighting as one of the most credible sightings that's ever been documented. In 1947, something similar happened, when several boats of people reported to seeing the creature. This second multi-witness sighting set Ogopogo aside from other folklore and puts it into crypto territory. Even cryptozoologists consider the evidence of the existence of Ogopogo to be stronger than that of the Loch Ness Monster, arguably the more well-known lake monster. In 1964, a photo of the creature surfaced, known as the Parmenta photo. Four years later, a man named Arthur Folden shot some compelling footage of the creature. In the footage, the creature can be seen moving across the lake leaving behind a huge wake. More photos began to surface over the years, 
including the 1976 Fletcher photo, the Gall photos from 1978, 79 and 1981, the 1981 Watchlin photo and the 1984 Svensson photo. Each photo is similar, showing either a wake on the surface of the lake or a series of humps reaching out of the water. In 2002, on the third ever episode of Mystery Hunters, a show that looked at unsolved mysteries and was aimed at kids, looked at the Ogopogo. One of the hosts, Christina, travelled to Lake Okanagan to investigate. During the episode, she goes on an expedition under the surface of the lake to find evidence of it, but stumbles upon a submerged statue of the creature instead. The episode doesn't find any evidence of the creature though. Unfortunately, Mystery Hunters isn't available to stream from what I can see, so I can't direct you to go and find it. In 2011, a second video from Richard Hulse was released. This video was similar to the 1968 footage, with a large wake being shown on the surface of the lake with seemingly nothing creating it. Over time, around 200 reports of the creature have been recorded. They often find themselves in newspapers in the area. What does the Ogopogo look like though? Lake Okanagan's Ogopogo is a lake monster that's been seen over 200 times in the last century or so, but is spoken of even further back, from a time long before European settlers came to Canada. There are multiple photos and two videos of the creature, but we haven't talked about what it looks like. There's not a huge amount to this one. Ogopogo is usually seen as a series of humps on the surface of the lake leading people to describe it as a snake-like creature that measures anywhere from 15 to 40 feet long. Its head is the only thing that's described strangely though. Some people say it's also snake-like, while others say it has a horse-like head or even a goat-like head. The only problem with this description is that nobody's seen the creature's head, so the description of that can't be taken as truth. Ogopogo's original name wasn't even Ogopogo. It was a name that translated to snake in the lake, giving away its snake-like appearance. It was feared by the people in the area, and they wouldn't cross the lake without having livestock to sacrifice, apparently. There isn't a huge amount of description on a creature who hasn't been fully seen yet, so I can't really do a great job of describing this one. All I can do is regurgitate what other people think about it. With that, we should look at the theories.
Stories of the Ogopogo have been documented since the mid-1800s, and nobody has seen the whole thing. But what is it really? I have some theories for you. Due to the nature of Ogopogo, it's both folkloric and decrypted. Its existence comes from native stories, making it folklore. But it's been seen and there is evidence, making it encrypted. Being both, we move away from the usual it's real or isn't answer from the usual folklore episodes. Of course, there's still that possibility, but there are other options. We'll begin with the science of it all. Some scientists believe Ogopogo is some kind of prehistoric creature. Not just any creature though, a prehistoric whale called a Bacillosaurus. They think it lived initially around the Cenozoic era, around 35 million years ago. The appearance of the whales is believed to be very similar to the description of Ogopogo, but they were around 30 to 60 feet or 10 to 20 meters long instead. The head of the whale has been described as horse or goat-like. The problem with this is that there have been ice ages since then, so it doesn't really seem possible that a prehistoric whale could be living in these waters. Another scientific theory is that the creature is a plesiosaur, another prehistoric water-dwelling creature. These ones lived even further back than the whales, around 215 million years ago. These creatures have long necks and large bodies that move using flippers. Again, we run into the same problem. There have been ice ages since then, so it just can't be possible that either of these prehistoric animals are Ogopogo. Neither nested on land, nor were they able to live on land, so there was no way that they could escape the frozen lakes, rivers and oceans of the world. Having said that, the Coelacanth, a fish that was believed to be extinct and lived at the end of the Cretaceous period, is one of these creatures. They were found living in the Indian Ocean in 1938, and so they survived the Ice Ages. This means that it's entirely possible that a plesiosaur or a Bacillosaurus could have survived. One theory suggests that the creature in Lake Okanagan is actually a sturgeon. These fish can live for a long time and grow up to six metres in length. There were dams built in the 1920s that have blocked access to the lake through rivers, but there are subterranean caves that could connect the lake to them. That would work out for the sturgeon because they're bottom feeders and rarely come to the surface of their habitats. This gets rid of the issue that the sturgeon would have if they had been caught in the lake. There'd be a lack of spawning ground, meaning that the sturgeon in question would be at least 100 years old and would have had to have grown much larger than the 6 metres they usually grow to, and also much stronger. It does make the theory possible, but not very likely. One theory suggests that what people were seeing on the surface of the water was actually just a wave even when there were no boats in sight. Strange, right? Not really. There are a few causes of these kinds of waves. Underwater currents, 
rising gas and changes in the lake's temperature can all cause this kind of thing. With the water in the lake moving under the surface, it can cause the surface tension to change, which creates a wave. Even animals can cause mysterious waves like otters, beavers and even schools of fish. Also, inanimate objects can cause a wave to form without actually being noticed. You're more likely to notice an otter, beaver or some debris floating along the lake though. There's also a bit of a difference between a wake and water rising and falling as its temperature changes. Even still, if someone doesn't know that a lake can do that, they might attribute it to something else. Our final theory, and the one that's actually perceived as the truth, is that it's none of these things. Ogopogo, over the years, underwent a transformation. Nowadays, it's this serpent-like creature that lives in the depths of the lake. But it wasn't always that. The translation I gave earlier for the original name of Ogopogo wasn't quite true. It more closely translates to spirit of the lake. The Silix believed that it was a spirit and not a physical creature living in the lake. It was more likely actually just the lake itself. Its depictions in petroglyphs show it to be a huge snake, but that's likely just a representation of the actual spirit. Whatever you want to believe it is, Lake Okanagan potentially has a mysterious creature living in it. So if you plan on visiting, make sure you have something to give it just in case it sets its eyes on you. The story and descriptions from this episode came from the mythology.net article on Ogopogo and a Kalauna tourism page called The Legend, The Spirit, The Creature, The History of Ogopogo. The theories from this episode came from the previous articles, an Ogopogo quest article called Does Ogopogo Exist? and a BBC travel article called Canada's Mysterious Lake Monster. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and I'm moving forwards with the plan to post short pieces on TikTok as well as putting the full episodes on YouTube. I also have a Patreon which now has every single script from season one on it. Um, under the £3 tier but I don't know what else to post on it for this season Um, the link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and as before you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do that my email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at if I get enough of them I'll set up some listener episodes so that I can read them out to you Um, Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with the things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. 
The next episode will be out on Wednesday. And next week's creature feature will be out on Saturday, February 11th. So hold on until then.